The Revenue Roundtable Podcast, brought to you by Revco Solutions, your path to a better revenue cycle. Covering the hottest topics facing the industry each and every podcast. Welcome into Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable Podcast. Each and every month, we hit the hot topics and the issues facing the revenue collection industry. And this month, we have Joe Hoban and we have Jack Hoban. Joe is Executive Director, Denials Division at Revco. Jack Hoban, former co-owner of ARMC Financial. So, Joe, I'm going to give center stage to you. You can introduce Jack and you can ex- you can explain the relationship. Yeah, sure, Morgan. Thanks for, for having us uh, Really excited to be on the podcast today. It's uh, it's a good opportunity for us to introduce ourselves, but specifically Jack Hoban and the company he created uh, in 1999 called Armac Financial. He uh, has extensive history in the healthcare space and very, very excited to be able to ask him a few questions about the company that he started along with his partner, Sam Awar, who was the director of operations and just really looking forward to diving into the story and how RMAC Financial came about and now their transition into Revco Solutions um, last year in March 2021. All right. Well, I'll tell you, I, I can't wait to get into this. So, Jack, here's the first question for you from me. Could you kind of tell us the story of how ARMC uh, came into existence? Well, sure. Um, first of all, I was not the president. Sam Awar was the president. I was the director of uh, business development, uh, kind of chief development officer. But we were uh, co-owners, 50-50 partners. And um, I had been working at a decision support company, uh, you know, heavy data, uh, healthcare data company. And as we were doing various uh, revenue cycle-oriented reports, we would find um, billing mistakes. Uh, specifically with uh, trailer buildings and carve-outs and later denials that the hospitals were not identifying and working uh, efficiently, if at all. So um, having come previously to that decision support company, that IT company, being in revenue cycle, healthcare revenue cycle before that, I recognized that there might be an opportunity here um, if I would go back to our um, clients, our IT clients, and say, look, I was looking at these reports. You have a lot of underpayments here. Uh, Would you like us to collect them for you? Because uh, I knew that, you know, they had difficulty hiring extra FTEs and things like that. You know, these hospitals are always trying to to cut down on their FTEs, but um, the problems are building up and they didn't have enough people to handle them. So for the first 10 years, Sam um, had a kind of a revenue cycle company of his own. And I was outsourcing um, these clients kind of a white labeling uh, for uh, first, again, carve outs and then denials. And then at one point I figured, you know, Sam and I want to just team up because that was um, such an opportunity out there that was not really being um, exploited by, you know, different revenue cycle companies. So we started kind of a boutique expertise driven company uh, specifically with denials and underpayments. And um, we ran that company for 11 years, uh, mostly locally here in New Jersey, a little bit of New York, a little bit of Pennsylvania. But we got to the point where um, we really thought that um, we had something, a great process and our own built-in system. So, um, 
you know, we had a nice living going, but we thought that we could expand it. And uh, the light bulb went off. Um, you know, how do we scale this across the country uh, without, you know, having to go out and, and, and reinvent the wheel? So um, we started to look for uh, good partners that had a national presence, but maybe did not have this particular expertise in denials. And that's how we ended up with uh, uh, selecting Revco in, 19, in 2021. And Revco um, purchased us and uh, we merged with them. And and turns out that uh, Joe Hoban became the person that was going to get the job of um, working with the Revco folks to scale us across the country. And that's uh, that's why he's the executive director of the Denials Division. You're locked into Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast. Again, a real treat. We have Joe Hoban, executive director, Denials Division, uh, as a co-host from Revco Solutions, and also Jack Hoban, former co-owner of ARMC Financial. And we're getting down to the brass tacks on how ARMC Financial and Revco came together. Joe, take it away. Yeah, so we, Jack, you touched a little bit about uh, Revco uh, partnering with Revco in March of 2021. Uh, do you mind just taking us through that decision process and and what were some of the benefits that Revco presented to you along that process and and why you decided to to choose Revco in the long run? Sure. Um, well, Sam and I, uh, Sam, the president, and I, we were just kind of surprised uh, toward the end. In 2020, 19, 20, that there were people reaching out to us from across the country wanting to know what we were doing in the denial space and wondering if we would be interested in partnering with them. Um, and it got to be a little bit overwhelming. So we uh, actually went to a professional company called Woodbridge, who um, was good at managing these kind of opportunities and vetting uh, different companies that might be a good match for us. And um, we got literally hundreds of responses to a um, questionnaire that they sent out. So then it was a process of, you know, vetting them and weaning them down to, I think we got down to 22 or something like that. And then, um, we interviewed all of them, and then the final six, uh, one of them was Revco. And Revco uh, met the two main cl- uh, criteria that we were looking for. One, they were a national company uh, that had a lot of clients and, and did a lot in the revenue space, but didn't have denials. And two, that they had a culture that um, we felt was compatible with our culture. Um, in Armac, we spent a lot of time making sure that uh, the people that worked there were treated ethically, that they were paid properly, that they had proper benefits. And um, Sam and I were doing pretty well. So um, there was no reason that we shouldn't be sharing uh, our success with our employees. And we felt that Revco had that same culture. So when it came down to it, there was a lot of companies that looked like a fit on paper, but the closest in terms of culture and ethical culture was, mm. was Revco. And that was the deciding factor. 
I tell you, it's interesting to hear that so many companies uh, were knocking on the door and you whittled it down uh, to a handful. Uh, so strategic advantages of the relationship you have with Revco. Uh, Jack, if you could comment on that. Okay, well, there's there was two strategic advantages, right? One of them was, as I said, we felt that our systems and our process were pretty unique. I mean, we're not the only people in, in, in America that do denials, but we were particularly successful and um, had a high percentage of overturns because of the way Sam had set up the process. And it's a little bit maybe out of the scope of this conversation to talk about the exact process, but um, there's a team that works on denials and they get separated into technical slash administrative denials, something that's wrong with the bill that maybe could be corrected to get the bill paid, and clinical denials, uh, denials that you need uh, a clinical support. And we had MDs and clinical billers on the team, and they would uh, write letters of rationales, review uh, medical records, talk to the, the medical directors at the payers, to try to resolve some of these high balance, complicated clinical denials. So that was um, something that we wanted to scale across the country. And we just didn't have the resources to do that. I mean, we're, we were a fairly small company. Uh, we did not have a national marketing uh, presence. So that was one of the strategic reasons. The second one was anybody in healthcare knows that um, hospitals are, are merging and combining themselves. So in New Jersey, when I first started, uh, there was probably 63 hospitals in New Jersey. Now there's really only five or six health systems. And the bigger that the health system gets, the more difficult it is for them to justify using a small company because they're giving out tremendous amounts of, of of accounts for hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, maybe millions of dollars a month. What happens if the company doesn't have the depth or something happens within the company and, um, and they can't continue? You know, one of the owners gets sick or one of the key people um, leaves or something like that. Then all of a sudden, these huge health systems are at risk because, you know, these companies could have a you know, a portfolio of $100 million with accounts. So they wanted a bigger company, a company that had uh, a deeper bench and more financial stability and less risk. So for those two reasons, um, we felt that we need to be with a bigger company. Reason number one, to help us scale across the country. Reason number two, so that we could present ourselves as a more financially viable and safer uh, vendor for our um, large clients. Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable Podcast. We're about to take a pause for the cause. Again, this edition, Denials Podcast. Again, we have Joe Hoban, special guest host, executive director, Denials Division at Revco. And our special guest is Jack Hoban, chief development officer and co-owner of ARMC. And again, former, because uh, the company was purchased by Revco. We've got a lot more questions coming up. Again, if you've got any situation you're facing as far as revenue collection, 
and the industry. You can call Revco Solutions for answers. Consumer hotline is 855-218-0181. That's 855-218-0181. We're going to take a short break. We're back right after this. You're listening to Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable. If you have any questions about our discussion, please reach out to Revco Solutions. For more information, please call 855-218-0181, 855-218-0181, or visit the website revcosolutions.com. Thanks for listening. The podcast continues right now. Welcome back into Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable Podcast. I'm Morgan Patrick, Consumer Advocate. This edition is Denials, and we have, well, we have Joe Hoban. He is our special guest host, and you can find him in the Denials Division at Revco, Executive Director. And our special guest today is Jack Hoban, Chief Development Officer and co-owner, formerly of ARMC. That's ARMC Financial. So we've got more questions. Joe, I'll turn it over to you. Sure. Jack, that's an interesting answer for, you know, the strategic advantages of, of uh, you know, teaming up or partnering with Revco and, and having a national scale uh, to be able to deliver uh, not only to our current clients, but to uh, clients that, uh, you know, on a national level. And I'm assuming that one of the other elements of joining up with Revco was a technology perspective and being being able to expand that that feature. Uh, when it comes to Revco's business intelligence team, could you touch on how that's been able to enhance the relationship with some of our clients? Well, in a number of ways. One is pretty general in that you know we had basically one or two IT guys in the whole company, and we would often have to outsource. Mm-hmm. Now everything's done in house, so there's a lot more continuity. And, you know, it's less expensive, basically, because we have the team. Uh, specifically, I was thinking about that when I pre-read these questions. And I want to talk about one, one opportunity in particular, and that is zero balance reviews. Um, a lot of the health systems that we talk to are unsure if um, their claims have been paid correctly. And, um, and if they haven't been correctly, if they've just been contracted off and uh, you know written off to zero but there's still money in there and because of the great volume it's very difficult to data mine through the zero balance accounts and figure out you know did we get paid correctly on all of these accounts usually there are some accounts that just didn't get paid everything that the hospital was due and um and for whatever reason you know, there was a contractual allowance put there to zero out the account, uh, but, but there has been money left on the table. So in order to do that, you really need business intelligence tools that were above the and beyond the, the capabilities of uh, what we had at RMAC. Now, I come from um, the data mining world before we started RMAC. So I was aware of not only the opportunities, but how difficult it is in order to do a zero balance review. What you have to do is you have to go back and recalculate the expected reimbursement on all those accounts using some kind of a contract management system of your own. And that means loading all these contracts or all these different health systems and running a, uh, an exceptions report to see if you know, what was actually billed and or got paid at the hospital side is what our tool 
thinks they should have uh, built and got paid. And if there's a material difference, it needs to be um, investigated for possible um, extra money in that zero balance um, portfolio. So um, we have been successful working with um, the RMAC IT team with one client in particular and going back and recalculating and um, looking for underpayments and we've found them. But again, it's, it's a little bit of a, um, it's a little bit of a stretch to, to think that you could just do this on an Excel spreadsheet. You really need to be able to load some kind of a contract manager or pricer so that you can come up with an independent uh, calculation of expected reimbursement and then do the, um, the exceptions report um, and see if there's anything pops out. And when it does, you know, just go after that money and see if we can get it. You are listening to Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast, this edition, Denials, and we are talking about it today uh, with our special guest, Jack Hoban, uh, Chief Development Officer and co-owner of the former ARMC Financial, and also on the program from Revco Solutions, Joe Hoban, Executive Director, Denials Division. Uh, if you have any questions about the revenue collection industry or a topic that we're hitting on today, you can always call the Consumer Hotline at Revco Solutions, 855-218-0181. That's 855-218-0181. Each and every month, we're going to hit topics and issues facing the revenue collection industry, and we're glad you're with us today. All right, so let's continue the discussion. Jack, how important is denials management to, say, a hospital or a physician group? Well, I would say it's extremely important uh, for a couple of reasons. The scope of it, the last time I did an analysis on it and did, did some research on it, and it's only been a year or two ago. Um, unpaid or denied claims in America, in hospitals in America, was $262 billion. Wow. Uh, with a B. So um, when you break that down, hospital, hospital, you know, it sometimes gets lost in the sauce. Um, people usually think, well, I got a couple of percentage points of denials or something like that. It turns out that overall it's 7% of accounts uh, get denied in America today. And that's significant. Now, sometimes it's the hospital's mistake. You know, they build it wrong or they coded it wrong or something like that. But very often it's on the insurance insurer side. Um, and they're going to take, every opportunity to deny a claim so that they don't have to pay it. And sometimes they even adjudicate um, their own contracts incorrectly because as you know, um, they, a lot of them still using at least partially using legacy systems that are difficult to program. And as managed care contracts get more exotic with different kinds of procedures and different kinds of carve outs, it's not that easy to, in a timely fashion, program the insurance provider side systems to make sure that a, a, a accounts are adjudicated according to contract. So I think that um, with the opportunity of $262 billion and 7% of total healthcare spend in America, that health systems do have an opportunity to get a lot more money if they have a good denial management process. Now they can try to do it in-house. But again, you're competing with you know, the clinical FTEs, 
I mean, if you're going to add FTEs in a hospital, you're going to add clinical people or denial management people. I mean, you know, it's going to be a business decision, a healthcare decision, a political decision. Uh, but when you have a, a company like Repco uh, that now has this expertise, make make a lot of sense to hire an expert to, to go after that 7% or a fraction of that 7% that the internal revenue cycle folks can't easily overturn. Very interesting, Jack. And, and you know, the goal ultimately is to, to recover revenue for these hospitals uh, if, you, if you're partnering with them and and the liquidation rate and, and is important, um, clearly. But outside of revenue recovery, what are some other key benefits that RMAC, now Revco, can provide to their clients? Well, we talked a little bit before about the changing face of healthcare in America, in that instead of having a bunch of little disconnected hospitals, we have um, integrated health systems big health systems with numerous hospitals and numerous specialties in them. And um, it's, it's, they can't have a different vendor for every little nuance of the revenue cycle that they may need help with. In fact, it makes sense for them to try to find a vendor that has multiple capabilities and multiple expertise and specialties within them and hire them because, well, for two reasons. One, it's just a lot easier than vetting a different vendor for every single opportunity that the hospital might have. But two, it, setting up a vendor in this day and age from an IT perspective is very difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, the interfaces, not only the HIPAA interfaces, but the actual IT uh, resources that are required to set up a vendor um, in a HIPAA compliant way are, are very resource intensive. So the fact that um, Revco does not only denials, but also self-pay, and collections, and can help out with access and, um, you know, all the, the different steps along the revenue cycle makes a very, I think, compelling case to work with uh, a company like Revco because you may need different aspects of their capabilities, maybe not all of them. But you may need collections and you may need denials and you may need other complex claims like motor vehicle collections or workman's comp collections or out-of-state Medicaid, all, all these things. And Revco um, has different silos within the company that are integrated but have different silos of expertise. So I, I think the fact that these big health systems want um, – partners that are financially stable and have a number of different expertises that they may need uh, is a compelling argument to work with a company like Revco. You're listening to Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast. We are focusing this edition on denials. Co-host is Joe Hoban, Executive Director, Denials Division with Revco Solutions. And our guest is Jack Hoban, uh, former Chief Development Officer and co-owner of RMAC Financial. I tell you, it, it's, it's just incredibly interesting to dive into this because it can be very complex. And so this next question is, is an interesting one because, you know, it seems like a no-brainer to, to kind of partner up and and take care of business here, Jack, but what are some of the typical objections that hospitals would have when trying to decide if they are going to outsource their denials? Well, there's a number of them. One of them is the hospital has a revenue cycle uh, group within the hospital and 
you know, the impetus is, well, can't we do this ourselves? And the answer is, maybe. Um, maybe we can do some of them. But if the volume outstrips the number of FTEs you, wor you are working, uh, that are working on the denials, you're eventually going to um, fall behind. And that happens with almost all of our clients. Um, the second one is, uh, eventually, the internal group, whether it's on the clinical side or the technical side, administrative side, may just run out of gas because they have other accounts coming in like Lucy's chocolates on the, on the conveyor belt. And if the, the payers are successfully uh, fending them off, um, they eventually start to age out. And that's a problem for two reasons. One, you have to decide, well, do I just give up on this one and go for the newer ones? Or do I keep chasing the old ones and let the newer ones age? And the second problem is there are there's contract language in a lot of these contracts that say you have to resolve this denial, you have to appeal this denial within a certain time frame. Well, if that time frame can be as short as 30, 60, or 90 days. So you have to get to a denial immediately when, as soon as you know this is denial, which means uh, you know, you can't go after the old ones. So um, people people have to overcome. You know, the, the, the tendency to say, you know, we could collect this if we just had more time. Uh, there's also political issues. You know, let's face it. Um, if we collect an account, it, it may be, you know, the question may be begged, well, why, if they could collect it, why didn't we collect it in-house? And the answer is maybe you didn't have enough time or you didn't have the expertise, you know, focus right on the problem or you didn't recognize the clinical problem right away because you didn't have the expertise on hand, and Revco did. Um, the third reason is a reason that's been bothering me for like 25 years, and that there is a, sometimes a little bit of a Chinese wall between the revenue cycle aspects of a hospital and the financial aspects of a hospital. And on the financial side, they love budgets. And um, when a, the revenue cycle folks say, hey, we need a certain budget for um, collections, we need a budget for our vendor for um, self-pay, uh, we need a budget for our vendor for early out. Um, they want that number to be kind of a hard number. Well, if they go above that budget, then there's an issue, right? The finance people, oh, you're blowing your budget. Well, I think they need to step back and say, when it comes to denials in particular and collections as a whole, most of those things are one, either written off or close to be written off. And two, they're on contingency. So when the revenue comes in, if you have to pay a contingency on, yes, that may look like it's bouncing off your budget. But let's say the contingency is 25%. Well, if I blow my budget by 25%, it also means that I raised my revenue from accounts that probably would have been written off and gotten a zero by 75%. So if somebody could just break down that, that wall between finance and, and revenue cycle and re recognize that contingency collections typically um, bring in anywhere from 95 to 75 cents for every uh, dollar you spend, then 
you know, maybe um, they wouldn't be so there wouldn't be such an objection to using outsourcers um, because you're going to get nothing. It's better to get 95 cents or even 75 cents than nothing. Whether you're quote unquote blowing your budget or what, right? Raise the budget. You're getting right three dollars to every dollar that you spent. And that, I mean, that's interesting in 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 a industry where there's 262, like you mentioned, 262 billion dollars uh, a year. And you're looking at a 7% denial rate, um, you know, today, or maybe you said a year or two ago, right, Jack? Yeah. As far as the future goes, what are your expectations for the future of denials? And do you see it getting better anytime soon? I did a little tiny bit of research, you know, just to update my, my thoughts on this. And the first thing that jumped out at me is that denials are up 11% since COVID. Last couple of years, they've gone up. So no, it's not going away. And then I drilled down and talked to some operations people today. And I said, hey, has there been any big changes um, in, in the last year? Tell me, you know, the latest the news on denials in general. Is there anything? And, and I talked to our operations manager, uh, Ashley Cressler. She said, Jack, it's the same old thing. Nothing has changed. So to answer your question, what are my expectations for the future of denials? Do I see it getting better anytime soon? No, it may get worse. Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable podcast, another edition in the books, Denials podcast. Big thank you to my co-host, Joe Hoban. Again, you can find him at Revco Solutions Executive Director, Denials Division, and our special guest, former Chief Development Officer and co-owner of RMAC Financial, Jack Hoban. Gentlemen, very interesting discussion. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and we look forward to seeing you down the road. Thanks for having us. All right. If you have any questions about anything we've been talking about today, you can always contact Revco Solutions Consumer Hotline, 855-218-0181. That's 855-218-0181. Joining us next month. And of course, we'll get into other topics, other issues facing the revenue collection industry. Thank you again for listening to Revco Solutions Revenue Roundtable Podcast. This information is in no way intended to constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship between Revco Solutions and anyone listening to this podcast. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific facts and circumstances of your case. Best efforts have been made to ensure this information is up to date. However, this is not a complete examination of the law and cannot replace the advice of your own legal counsel.